0: Welcome back uh, to another episode of the Porchlight Podcast. We are in uh, episode two and uh, excited that you're joining us. and. For the second episode, I thought uh, no better guest to have than the one and only Paul Turek here with me. Um, I'm Harrison Ozarek. I'm an assistant pastor at Faith Alliance Church, and Paul Turek's the senior pastor at Faith Alliance Church. Um, And just as a a way of reminder, the Porchlight Podcast, our heart behind this is to engage uh, you um, and others here in our community in conversation about things that will build us up, bring us um, closer to Christ, and encourage us with the hopes of giving you something that you can truly take with you and live out on a daily basis. And so today, we are looking at the topic of relational wisdom. And if you're anything like me, um, there's definitely been a heightened sense of stress and frustration having to be quarantined uh, because of COVID-19. And so relational wisdom, I think, can really do a lot to help us with our different interactions throughout the day, especially since for a lot of us, I'm sure it's the same people day after day that we're interacting with on a very frequent basis. And so uh, nerves can be running high, tensions can be tight. Um, and so I think this is a great topic to be discussing today. So Paul, if you could for me, just what is relational wisdom? Yeah.
1: Relational wisdom is... Uh... The ability to love God with all your heart and also then to love your neighbor as yourself. The model for this would be uh, Jesus Christ. If we could uh, imitate his love towards us as we love others, that would be a good foundation, mm-hmm. good start of relational wisdom.
0: Yeah, and I love the biblical foundation that this sprouts from. And uh, But could you break it down a little bit? What, what does it mean to have relational wisdom? Yeah.
1: Relational wisdom is uh, the ability to discern your emotions, Mm. your interests, and abilities in yourself as well as discerning the emotions, interests, and abilities of Mm. others. And then to interpret this information in light of God's word and to use these insights to manage your responses and your relationships constructively or
0: wisely. All right, so that a lot of great information there. Let's unpack that a little bit. Uh, in our other conversations, you were sharing with me just the, the fact that there's like three dimensions of relational wisdom. Can you, can you unpack that? Because I think each dimension, if I remember right, each has their own dynamics as well. Correct, yeah. Each
1: relationship is uh, three-dimensional, right? Mm-hmm. Every relationship is going to involve ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's going to involve God. And it's going to involve others. Mm. So remember that relationships are three-dimensional. We tend to think of them as two-dimensional. Mm. It's me and you. Okay, that's a good start, but we've got to remember to bring God into it. God mm. is a part of all our relationships. Mm. And within the three dimensions, there are also two different dynamics. Mm. We need to be aware and we need to engage. Self-awareness is, awareness would be, I would say, what do we know? What's our knowledge of the situation of the person, of God, and engagement then is what am I gonna do? What's the action that I'm gonna do based upon the knowledge that I have? So three dimensions, God, self, and others. Mm. Two dynamics, awareness and engagement.
0: Right on. I think the other engagement um, is lacking maybe a little bit outside our home, but it's definitely happening among some of those same different people. I think, yeah, a lot of times we struggle with with the self-awareness piece of this, or we jump to the other side of the spectrum and we turn only, you know, inward to ourselves and we forget that there's other people around us like how would you balance those two things out the self-awareness and the other awareness um and where does god come into play for for that dynamic yeah i think
1: the more we can be aware of ourself mm-hmm. right our emotions our feelings our thoughts the better Then we're going to be able to interact with people and it's this is something that you can learn for the rest of your life to also then to be aware of, like, am um, trying to think where I heard this, but to seek first to understand before trying to be understood, mm. right? So, yeah. um, hello, by nature we are selfish. We think of ourselves, mm-hmm. me, myself, and I, the three most important people <laughs> in the world. I'm telling you, this relational wisdom is gonna turn that on its head, that yeah. God has created us to be in relationships. Mm. We go all the way back to Genesis to see that. It's throughout the mm. Bible. We are in relationships. We can learn to be more relationally wise, Mm -hmm. and um, you're going to see the quality, the health of your relationships Mm -hmm. with people and with God and with yourself Mm -hmm. improve
0: dramatically. Right on. Um, One of the questions that I have for myself, uh, how would when, when you you have, you have these two different dynamics, awareness and engagement. I, I think awareness is pretty self-explanatory. You're trying to figure out the, the simple facts of what's going on, how I feel, how the other person feels, what are they thinking? Why are they doing those different things? Uh, I think this thing we, a lot of us struggle with is, is engagement. Can you unpack that just a little bit uh, more before we jump into our next question?
1: I think I'm going to back up just a bit yeah, to go good. to the awareness. Okay. Because if we're by and not saying, I think, I guess to contradict what you just said, I think yeah. a lot of times we are not aware of what oh, we're thinking okay. and what we're feeling. Okay. Right? Yeah. And one of the things that Ken and Sandy uh, will teach in this training is to, to identify your feeling. Mm. How are you feeling? Not just... I think internally you know you're angry but to label it Mm. and when you label that feeling you're able to help like calm the situation down rather than just as the term would be flying off the handle being able to label that to Mm -hmm. actually you you might not have to write it down or anything but internally okay I'm angry right now why am I angry I'm Mm -hmm. angry because I'm not getting my okay that's all part of that Mm self-awareness stuff so some of the questions to ask in uh, for self-awareness is what am I feeling and what am I thinking about this situation Uh, and I would recommend to at least at times to write some of this stuff down Mm -hmm. it helps the process it it helps engage the whole brain Um, what am I thinking about the other person what am I feeling about Mm -hmm. the other person why do I feel this way is it because a goal has been blocked? Is it because I didn't get in my way? Is it because I'm just short on time and they're blocking? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what why am I feeling this way? What do I feel like doing? Is a really good question to ask. Mm. Again, the more self-awareness. What do I feel like doing? And here's to me the golden question: what would be the consequences if I did this? Mm. And see, a lot of times I think we don't stop to process why we're doing Mm -hmm. what we're doing so the self-awareness the um to me the big question would be asking what would be the consequences of doing you know Mm -hmm. say whatever i'm thinking feeling right here and is there a different road i can take one that and here we're getting god back into it one that pleases god and get the others in to serve others Mm. right so just taking some time to um like check yourself yeah right and asking these questions can really help de-escalate yourself and potentially the situation you're in
0: So what I'm hearing you say is sometimes we might actually gloss over the awareness portion trying to get to the engagement exactly. piece before we're even ready to engage right so we can be more successful in engagement uh, when it comes to these three different relationships if we spend that time necessary of becoming more aware yeah. of the different uh, relationships and what's going on within yeah, the, them.
1: The, the, the dynamics there. And then, uh, I think we, uh, we assume that mm. we know, mm. oh I'm just frustrated. I'm just angry. <laughs> How many times have you stopped to take time to identify? Mm. Yeah. Why am I angry? Why am I frustrated? Okay. That's again, they talk about the limbic system. Uh, what's the other part of the brain? The, can't remember off the top of my head, but that it's our limbic system is when we initially respond, and in the other part of the brain is more the thinking, the reasoning. Mm-hmm. And when we're angry or when we're frustrated, the limbic system is firing off. That's that's not involving reason. We need to get, engage the whole brain, and by taking that time to slow down, ask ourselves why am I feeling this way? What are the consequences? What can mm-hmm. I do instead? We engage then the right side of the brain, and we get a full. Uh, brain involved in this and not just the the um, rapid fire response yeah, right
0: which is typically happening within the moment Absolutely. and uh, rarely has great outcomes from what I've seen both from myself right. and others. Yeah, so, um, so we're talking about two dynamics, awareness and engagement. And we're also talking about three critical relationships, self, others, and God. Can you break down those two dynamics within each of those relationships? So we have self first, and you, you already alluded to a lot of that. Um, but the two dynamics within self, others, and God, what does that look like? Yeah,
1: so to be self-aware, okay, we're talking about the ability to accurately discern your own identity, your own emotions, your mm. own thoughts, values, interests, abilities, self-awareness, right? And then self-engagement is the ability, here's the key word, to manage, mm. to manage your thoughts, your emotions, your words, and your actions so that, so that they advance God's purpose, mm. okay?
0: Could you almost say like self-control? Is that kind of the word you're looking for there? Self-discipline, self-control. Self-discipline, mm-hmm. okay, right yep. on, yep. cool.
1: Um, other awareness would be the ability to understand and empathize with mm. the experience, the emotions, values, and interests of others. Mm. I'll be honest, most of the times we glaze right over that because we want our agenda, we got our purpose in mind, and we totally blow past what are they feeling? What are their Mm. values? What are their interests? So once we're better aware of their interests, others' interests, Mm. then we can engage them. This is the opportunity to serve and to serve in the name of Christ. And that's the ability to love, to encourage, to serve and hopefully resolve the differences that Mm -hmm. you're having in a mutually beneficial way. So other aware is going to lead to other engagement. Mm. That it's like sense? naturally going to just bring it along into that engagement. Right. It's like if you don't open the door, how are you going to get in the house? <laughs> okay. Let's open the door yeah. so we can come in the house. Okay. Okay. And then God awareness, again, is the ability to view all of life in light of God's character, his works, and his promises. So it's just mm. who is God? What is his character like? Like Romans eight twenty eight and 29, if we can bring that more into our daily thought... That all things work together for the good of those who are called and loved by him. Okay, so the situation we're in, a lot of times we think, ah, this is bad, this isn't working out, or why is God... (laughs) Well, let's remember who God is. Mm. And he's saying, I'm going to work this out for your good. Mm. Okay, So God awareness and then God engagement is the ability to trust and obey and imitate God in a way that pleases and honors him. So once we can have it settled... That God really is doing us good mm. we're able to more able and more likely to trust him, so the awareness again leads to the engagement
0: awesome, so a lot of awesome information, and honestly it, it's opened my eyes even further to just the <sighs> how deep mm. uh, it is. Uh, trying to deal with these different relationships, ourselves, others, God, and how difficult that can be to navigate those relationships. So Paul, if you could help, help us understand a little bit of how do we put this into practice on a daily basis? What does that look like? Yep. I think I would
1: start with what Ken Sandy teaches is to practice the SOG plan.
0: Mm.
1: Okay. Just practice SOG, Sog. (laughs) not soggy cereal, just practice SOG, self-aware, other aware, God aware, Mm. just what we talked about here. So real simply self-aware, what am I feeling? What am I thinking? How am I going to respond? What would be the consequences of that? Just Mm. mentally go through that other aware. What does it seem like others are feeling or thinking about this situation? How am I potentially influencing their behavior? Here's a great question. Is this the best time to talk to them? Mm. Maybe it's a, take a little time out, walk around the block, whatever. So self-aware, God-aware, or, or other-aware, and then God-aware. What do I know about God? What would he want me to do in this situation? Mm. Am I trusting him or am I trusting myself in mm. this situation? Mm-hmm. What difference does the gospel make in this situation? Mm. So... I would encourage you to just write these three letters down S O G, Mm -hmm. self aware, other aware, God aware. Mm -hmm. And as you go throughout your day, bring these questions to your mind. What am I feeling? What are they feeling potentially? How is this impacting them? And what do I know about God and how would He want me to act or to respond in this situation? Yeah,
0: right on. And Paul, would you say that this is. It seems to me like this might be something that takes some some effort to get going. But once you once you dive into it and do it on a regular basis, it it seems like this will come a little more naturally. You'll be able to decipher things a little bit more quickly um, as you go throughout your days and weeks and months. Yeah,
1: I would agree that the learning curve, I'm going to say at first, is going to be pretty steep. But once this becomes a part of your life, a part of your habit, Mm. it's going to be more natural. It's going to be more, you're going to be more in tune, not only with yourself, you're going to be more in tune with others. And for sure, you're going to be more in tune with God. And when we are more in tune all three ways, we're going to, we are
0: going to be relationally wise. Right on. I think nobody can dispute that relationships are not always easy. They can be difficult. A minefield is how I've heard them described at different times. So, Paul, honestly, thank you for your time today and sharing uh, what God has been teaching and showing and, and uh, the amazing resources that are out there for us to learn and grow. Um, and again, as part of the Porchlight Light podcast, we we want to engage you, and hopefully we've done that today in this conversation of relational wisdom, and hopefully we've given you some awesome tools to use and apply right now in your daily life that you can have a fulfilling God-honoring relationships both with yourself and others as God is in and through all those things. So thank you for joining us for episode two of our Porchlight podcast, and we'll see you next time. Adios.